Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm George. And this is Transpantastic, a podcast about gender, identity, orientation, and all the life that happens between them. You've been having lots of gendery things happen to you all along for like the past three years that you've been transitioning, but it happens on a fairly regular basis that you, that one of us says, oh, we should record about that. And then later you say, what was that thing? And I say, did you write it down? And if we didn't, we don't know. And so you made a list this time. I did. <laughs> I did make a list. You're the greatest. Thanks. I try to learn. I love that about you. Oh, thanks. So... What are some things on your list? What are some gendery things you've experienced recently? Well, I have a couple of things left on my list from when we went out of town. Yes. That were gendery things. Okay. There's two at the bottom of the list we never got to because we're talking about other things. There's a thing about Canadians versus the American approach, which... which Approach to what? Things that men do. Okay. So, so um, Canadian men versus American men. And I, I would use the word macho after the American men macho approach. But this is a curiosity of mine. And the experience I have is, is limited to some Canadian guys that I happen to listen to podcasts of or various persons who have Twitters and other social medias that you see what they're saying. And, and so when we were on vacation, we happened to be with some other people who do podcasting things. Yes. And I was thinking about it, in part, I think, because the culture was so different being around geeky people. You know, there's not this big macho take-up space thing and none of that. I sat by a number of take-up spacey kind of people. Yeah, but it wasn't a macho thing. It was man-spreading. Manspreading is different. That's stupidity. Ah, uh, fair. Yeah. That's being unaware of your surroundings and other people's needs. Because you don't have to because you're a man. Yes. I say you do have to or people hate you. But anyhow, it's not something men are concerned about usually. Uh-huh. Um, but Canadians are typically very polite and considerate. Yes. At least the ones that we've known of. And mm-hmm. So I started to wonder that at our vacation, thinking about some Canadians and other folks around us who are not American, and then lots of people in a geeky culture, and it being very uh, mild-mannered, considering we were still in America. Uh-huh. So, so, like, what kind of observations did you make? Well, I don't know that I have enough observations, which I know you don't like. <laughs> you don't like when there's not enough examples. Okay, so I have this topic, but I really only have the topic. I, have, I don't have anything no, to say no, in I, the topic. I have questions. Oh. I have questions. Okay. I, I, things I would, I wonder if I would be able to observe them. Would I Google it or what would I do? I probably should try Googling. This is a... <laughs> That would generally be <laughs> an appropriate way to solve a Googleable problem. <laughs> I don't think it's only Google Googleable that thing. I don't think it's only that uh-huh. because you're going to get the stereotype stuff. But what's funny to me is these guys, when they are podcasting and such, they joke about themselves all the time. But they are typically very stereotypical Canadian, apologetic, and they don't um, want a lot of credit for things. That actually, none. And um, <laughs> but now, I, now, is this just Radio Free Scarrow, or do you listen to any other? Well, I have heard on Canadian. occasion other Canadians, but for for many years, I've heard of this whole Canadian approach to things being very different than okay. than ours. So that that's a curiosity I have. Is it really true? Are they really? I I wonder a lot about that. 
And I guess I want my thing. My curiosity has to do with wouldn't that be so much more comfortable than Texas and other places where you deal with a lot of men's nonsense? Sort of like in that Agent Carter episode earlier. Don't hold the door open for me. I'm not a woman. You know that. Yeah, that the cons- gangster. Consistent must defend my masculinity. Gender panic thing. Gender panic. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of it. That's the that's, Canadians. They don't care. It's weird. So. What I've noticed on their Twitter and such is they are very much into sports, but it's the the approach is more like I'm watching my team. I enjoy sports, <laughs> you know. Yes. Like sentences and language, and not just uh, go sports ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Win the thing. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's quieter than that because it's polite. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I'm watching three teams today. Aren't I glad? <laughs> you know? So I, I wonder about that. What uh-huh. else? What else would be a comparable thing to be curious about? Do they have memes about manspread in Canada? <laughs> I, I guess we could, rather than googling this, we could just see how many memes there are. This is a thing my wife does. I do. <laughs> you tried to fool me earlier. I call it, trying to call it something longer. There was this thing so- on the internet. I'm just like, it was a meme. You're like, yeah, I was trying not to say that to you. (laughs) Because there are a lot of memes that are particularly um, appropriate to our discussions at any given time. And I'm just like... Because you speak meme. (laughs) (laughs) The internet is my native country. This is my native language. I'm trying to share myself with you and... I keep failing or getting shot down or something. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know meme land. I'm learning about it. But of course there's a meme. But now it's funny when you say there's a meme because I'm just looking at you like, yeah, I know. But what is it? Of course there's a meme. Well, what else am I going to say, you know? So am I just going to start spouting the text of the meme? (laughs) No, I have to frame the... Child number two, tell us about what YouTube video he saw. So there was this guy. (laughs) So there's this thing called the cinnamon challenge. So this person swallowed swords. And a bicycle and an airplane. (laughs) And we're both like, no, I'm I'm sorry. It's just become a joke of ours about the memes though. It has. It has. But but I, I think that this is true. I think that that would be probably an equally adequate way to research it as Googling it is to see how many memes there are about this. I I think that is a culturally appropriate way to take the temperature of the general concern about a topic in the late Gen Xers and through the Millennials as a culture. I think it would not be appropriate to non-digital folk or individuals of a certain generation. People like you who would look at me funny when I say, there's a meme. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, then I'm thinking of like when I was a kid and back in the northern part of the country in the woods that got close to Canada, Mm -hmm. there was a bit of a hunter woodsman type stereotype of Canadians that and uh, of course the Mounties. Right. So, yeah, it's a curiosity to me because I'm sure the cultures are different. Other cultures are different, but we're we're neighbors with Canada. So, what was another topic on your list then? The other topic on my list was not mentioned, I think, because it was more of a trans-related issue than a we're on vacation and these things are happening thing. 
Yes. To report. But it just had to do with um, loss of urinal enthusiasm, which, of course, is a topic that only trans people are definitely interested in. For a while, when you first gain the opportunity to use the urinal, it seems like the thing. And there's a lot of issues for people around how one can, should, does use the facilities in such a way as to... A, not trigger one's dysphoria by dealing with one's genitals, and B, not trigger any social issues by going to the wrong place or doing things the wrong way. Right. I'm sure that if anybody ever listened way back when, they heard me talk about the big boy potty all the time. Yes, yeah. and, and and there was sort of a running tally of what kind of urinals were in what places and how many, and did you have to wait to use the restroom or... The bathroom was quite an interesting topic to us at the outset of your visible yes. transition. And the bathroom is a targeted topic around trans people for them and about them all the time. Mm -hmm. But that particular concern about bathroom culture is something that the trans people deal with. They just deal with it. Yeah. yeah there's a lot of dealing. There is a lot of dealing. So I had this sort of challenge of, I guess that was very American of me. See, I don't know if the Canadian trans guys are like that or not. Maybe I'll just look at the Canadian trans guys and see what they're doing. Well. If they talk a lot about dealing with the bathroom. So there was this thing of, <laughs> oh, there's there's the big boy potty and damn it, I'm going to use it. Yeah. I'm going to figure this out. Yep. <laughs> figure out how to make, make myself aim in that direction correctly. To use the urinal. Yes. Okay. So... Then there was a lot of that because I could. Did you have to use a step stool? No. <laughs> <It's> my mess. <laughs> Sorry. You're just getting back at me because of the memes. I am. Yes, you are. And you love me anyway. I do. Yeah. Some of the urinals go all the way to the floor. Yes, they do. So? So you didn't need to use a step stool with those? No, but one time when I was in the restroom, and I might have talked about it at the time, but and the first floor of my building has one of those kind of urinals that go all the way to the floor. And uh, as I was leaving the stall area to go wash my hands, there was a guy at the urinal, and he said something about it, like how low it was or something. Yeah. Some uh, comment about the fact that... The urinal was low. Yes, Okay. Because there are ones that are built into the floor. It's not one of those. It's actually on the wall, but they managed to put it as far down onto the floor as they could. And mm. here's why. And this is what I said to the guy. Well, there's a lot of kids that come in here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't want them having to pee up. Yeah. This would be messier. Yes. Forward or down is better. The the urinals in my school are almost all either very low or built into the floor. So... I wasn't excited about using it on our vacation. And the reason is comfort has come to outweigh the challenge. Before it was a challenge and I was going to conquer it. And then you did and it lost its novelty. Yeah. And that's typical of lots of things like that. Yeah. Challenges of different sorts. Because I, I was there and I thought, well, yeah, I could use a urinal, but it's slightly less comfortable because I prefer to make sure that I feel dry. Yeah. It's not like easy stealthness at the urinal. No. To do anything about that. Whereas I could leisurely not worry about being stealth in the stall, even if I want to stand to pee. Yep. So that was a thing because I'm a trans guy and it's all about the bathrooms. It is. I also noticed that at the gym today, I thought, see, I'm very used to the men's locker room now. Mm -hmm. But when you're in a new place, it's all 
very curious and concerning. Mm-hmm. Because the gendery things can be quite so serious as to be dangerous at some points. And, you know, yes. Trying to be safe. Yeah. Then there's a worrisome teenager part of your brain that doesn't know what's happening yet. Yeah. So I'm past that. Right. I'm just in the men's locker room and wherever the urinals are or not. Mm-hmm. So that was the two end topics left over from vacation. Yes. And then we came home and then your work had a Christmas party in they did. February. Because that's the kind of things they do. That is the kind of things they do. They don't want to have it around Christmas. It's too busy. That's... People are busy with Christmas things. And so they don't have their Christmas party. the Christmas party. party gets in the way. <laughs> So they wait till it's all out of the way and then they have a... So we're just, we're having a party. It's February. But Uh we're playing um, dreidel and we're having uh, trivia that are all about Christmas. Okay. And Christmas presents wrapped with Christmas paper that you pull some instructions out of a hat and then you pass them around the room and... Kind of like white elephant. Yes. But sometimes your instruction you pull out will be, George, pass that three people to the left or... Start passing them around to the left, and George says when to stop. Uh-huh. Those kind of things. Uh-huh. Party games. Right. So I, I got to the party, and this was right after we had gone on our vacation. Right. So I'm I'm getting a haircut the next day. No, two days from this. And you would let your hair grow out for the con because we were cosplaying, and you needed to have slightly fluffier hair. Yes. So I get there, and one of the ladies I know from the agency I worked at before this one. Right. So she knows me a long time, but she's also one of those people who just goes ahead and says something. (laughs) So I I walk up to, you know, say hi or whatever. And she says, so are you growing your hair long? (laughs) And then all the ladies that are standing there turn and look at me. Oh, yeah. Because they would have asked that or maybe wondered at some point, but wouldn't have necessarily wanted to ask it enough to bother. But as soon as she said it, they all turned and looked at me. (laughs) And I'm standing there like... Well, and I'm not I'm not a quick answerer. No, words do not happen in your brain with any amount of promptness or efficiency. No, and it's partially because I am consciously reluctant to use them. Because usually what happens in my brain first is, do I have to answer? And do I have to answer out loud? <laughs> it, it happens kind of quick in there, but it does go through my brain. Ah, crap, I have to answer out loud. And now how much of that is just you being an introvert and how much of it is you being typically masculinely social and not being interested in small talk and other forms of communication that are less about actual communication and more about interpersonal connection? I have no interest in that. (laughs) I know you have none. I mostly have never had such things. I trained myself to be polite about it because it's needed. Yes, it is. And I don't know. I don't know which part is which. I'm much the same way, which we can discuss in a moment when you're done. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's about certain things, don't you think? Because if they said to me, oh, so did you grow your hair long to go to your Doctor Who thing? I would start talking about it. Yeah. But when they just question... If I'm doing that, I'm I'm trying. I think the look on my face must have been, you know, I have to answer out loud and why and <laughs> okay, you can't ask why because you just you know decide. Uh-huh. There's not that much time. This is all going quickly through your head. Yes, these are all split second split second things and- that I'm familiar with. So I know there's a whole tape inside with the longer version. Yes. <laughs> uh, And my boss's former boss turns to me and decides that I need a translation. 
So she says, George, that's women speak for, you need a haircut. (laughs) And I'm I'm looking at her like, oh, yeah, I kind of knew that, but almost. (laughs) And (laughs) And you did know that you needed a haircut, which you had one scheduled for. Yes, which was going to be my answer of, no, actually, I'm getting a haircut in two days. Right. And I was growing my hair on purpose, but not for good. And then I showed them some pictures from our vacation. And then they're like, oh, and there was one person who knew what Doctor Who was. So there you go. Did, did they recognize you in your character? Pretty much. They knew that that was a Doctor Who character. And that's what was going. I mean, they understood the concept. And, okay. And the, they know Doctor Who enough that my coworker, you know, my work wife, was like, hey, somebody knows Doctor Who besides us. Because so, you guys are kind of the only ones in this government agency well, who, yeah. when, when they put up a Christmas tree and you put up a Christmas TARDIS and everybody else is like, what the hell is that? We're like a Christmas TARDIS. Can you Duh. see the Christmas lights? <laughs> There's a Christmas wreath. <laughs> and they're like, but it's a box. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah. I found it great that Ingrid Oliver said that our resemblance to our characters was uncanny. Yeah, that was fun. She was like, oh my gosh, you guys actually look. Yeah, and that, I was like, that was yeah, fun. It's his hair. <laughs> Part of it was my hair, for sure. Because there was another guy in the similar costume that was balding and he was jealous of my hair. He was. He yeah. was. But I also have the square jaw and we both have kind of the, the right build. So I got that I, I obviously qualify now for the translation of women speak. You do. Yes. You do. I you totally do. It was the look on my face, the way I was standing there clueless, the way I wasn't talking, all of the above. Let me explain to you what these women meant to say. <laughs> what these women are really saying to you is... Let me translate that into masculinese for you. And she even like was explicit about it. Women mean... What women mean by that when they say... Yes. ...is that you need a haircut. Uh-huh. And I was like, wow, I just got... Woman-splained. <laughs> I did. And how cool is that? <laughs> yeah. So um, that was funny. That was funny. It was very funny. That was yeah. totally worth it. Because I, I felt kind of awkward, like, no, actually, I'm really tired of this long hair, and I'd like it off now. But if I do it myself, we'll really be sorry. <laughs> I wonder what would happen if you had more testosterone. Like, would you start mansplaining yourself? Or what? I don't Because I don't think your words would go away. No, they wouldn't. But you did have a pretty severe episode of man tact. Oh, yes. 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 Where I had to explain to you uh, that you were needing yes. to um, disallow your man tact for a yes. moment. <laughs> so my grandfather died. Yes. And I think we've talked before about how we had the whole year of death. We did. And then like a month or two ago, you had to go to a funeral and I was like, oh yeah, you have to go to a funeral. And like death just doesn't hit me the same way. It never has. No. And... It doesn't really hit you like that either, but like... But, but I try to blend in. <laughs> you do. <laughs> you, you do. No, I'm shaking my head no. No, I do not blend no. in. He's still shaking his head no. Correct. Uh, <laughs> I don't try to blend in. And when when someone dies, if their loss is going to be particularly pertinent to me, then I deal with that and 
make the appropriate adaptations. But, you know, my grandpa died. He was 95. He held on way longer than I think any of us expected him to. And he was really ready to be done because he was just old and tired and ready to be done. Right. But being an evangelical, he wasn't going to cause himself to be done. He figured it was his time when it was his time. And thank goodness it was finally his time. And I guess time was teaching him, wasn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. So... So anyway, the funeral is going to be held in northern Michigan, which means they can't bury him right now because the ground in northern Michigan is not diggable right now. It's frozen. It is solid. They don't bury until the thaw, which is a phrase that I've gotten so used to saying now that it just rolls right off my tongue. They don't bury till the thaw. And my principal looked at me when I had my leave form signed, and he says, you're requesting bereavement leave for a month and a half from now. (laughs) Are you scheduling an appointment? (laughs) (laughs) Which, you know, he knows my sense of humor, and it's just funny. When I explain to him, they don't bury until the thaw, and he looks at me and goes, the thaw, eh? And you said, correct, that's how you say it. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Canadians. Yes. Yeah. People in northern Michigan speak some Canadian. They do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. She's slipping into the. Oh. (laughs) So uh, I'm posting on my Facebook, you know, just the random stuff that I'm dealing with, trying to decide what song I'm going to sing and trying to get the hotel room and the flight managed because flying to northern Michigan... Not so easy flying to Detroit or Chicago and driving to northern Michigan, equally time-consuming and possibly more expensive. And so I'm just sort of, you know. Now, did you ever at some point before jumping into all these technicalities say anything about who died or... No. No, of course not. (laughs) Why would I mention, hey, my grandpa's dead. Woo! Well, well you're talking... Why is that in any way beneficial? Well, no, but then everybody wants to know who died. And I say, it was my grandpa. It was his time. Or he lived a long time and he was ready to be done. Or we're glad he's not in pain anymore. Or Right. But you see how that, that would be just natural for you talking about bereavement and funerals and the thaw. And well, then people are like, so somebody died. <laughs> Right? (laughs) Either that or accepting your principles, assuming that you're making an appointment. (laughs) Well, you know, we do not schedule appointments. I I don't think that's legal yet. I think it really should be, but... It is in in some more places than it used to be, but go ahead. I have to ask, when you texted me this morning, had you been talking to your sister or somebody else who commented on my lack of response? No, but I was aware that at that point that there was a curiosity, and here's, here's how it happened. It was my sister, but I wasn't talking to her. I was texting, which, you know, is almost the same, I realize. The conversation with my sister was, so are you coming to visit and who died in Jess's family? (laughs) And uh, so I answered about coming to visit. And then she said again, so who died in Jess's family? (laughs) And I was like, oh, yeah. Uh, I said, uh, because we're both like, why uh, does that have anything to do with? Well, I explained it to you, but. (laughs) Yes. Oh, actually, she asked first who passed in your family. And then she said, was I bringing mom and our number two child? And I said, I was planning on me and the number two child. I didn't know if mom wanted to go the same time 
as me and the boy. But I would think it would better if she didn't. Yes, because you are planning on taking child number two to visit his cousins on spring break. Yes. So. And then she says, haha, whatever, I would love to see you. Who passed away in Jessica's family? <laughs> and I'm like. And the fact that she's calling me Jessica. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Well, she said Jess the first time. Okay. But since I didn't pay attention. Then she, she had did to. The, what the Catholic people do. They start calling you by the longer name and the longer name and the longer name. Oh, so you pay fuck. attention. So the neighborhood I grew up in that was calling you by your Spanish name. Right. So uh, she said, okay, gotcha. And then I thought, how does she know this? <laughs> so then I realized it's my wife. So there's social media and the only one my sister has in common. I said, was it on Facebook? And she said, yes. And I thought, oh, duh. <laughs> but I thought, why, why wasn't the whole thing on Facebook? So then I went to your post about the bereavement thing and I saw the comments and every other comment was... There were two comments. There were only two. There was only two? There were only okay. two. There well, was... I had two more on my phone with my sister. Uh, okay, there yeah. were two more but from you your did... sister, and there was also the one from one of my best friends who was my best man in our wedding, uh -huh. who said, well, that yeah. was awkward when I mentioned the situation with my principal, yes. and I was... But the that, other that two people are like, hey... I'm sorry for I'm your sorry loss. That, that, you... that was the comment yeah. twice. I'm sorry for your loss. And I thought, well, my wife doesn't know what to do about this, but... This is going to continue, and I just like to have it over with, so I'm going to say something <laughs> to get your attention. And you told me to put away my man tact yes. and answer the people who were expressing their sympathy. Yes, I said, hey, mister. <laughs> you did say, hey, mister. I loved that. That, yes. that got my attention. Yes, because I, I knew that that's what it was, but you have to answer the people, even though... If I was a man, I wouldn't. Uh... It wouldn't be the same issue. It would you, probably still be, you know, like people would be like, oh, I guess he just doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, they would assume that, I think. Yeah. Lots of people would. Which I don't, I think it's kind of silly to spend time talking and talking and talking about somebody who's not even going to. But you were talking about it. I was talking about my problems. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wasn't talking about the dead guy. <laughs> because it's your social media and you are allowed to talk about your problems. Yes. So anyway, sorry. So so I was like, hey, please just answer the... And you say, well... What, what, what do I say? How do I say to people? I'm like... I, my, 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 my response is not to say... I say, no, that. I dealt with the year of dead people with you. Yes. And I understand that. And what you say is something that makes them stop. Basically. <laughs> where they okay. say... Yes. Yes. He was... Very old, or yes, he was a good grandfather, or is the kind of feedback to them. And you're like, but why? And I say, because some people are just sad when there's somebody who's dead. It doesn't matter who the dead person is. They just are. Because now you've posted it on your social media, and anything that posts on your social media and gets on their social media affects them, and they have issues about dead people in a different way, and so there you go. And by they, you mean your sister has issues around dead people, and it doesn't matter if she knew them or not. My sister does have a, a very Catholic approach to dead people. I would think that as a Catholic, she would be like, all, oh, good for them. They're, you know... I don't know, but because I think a lot of people don't deal so good with dead people. And what I told you later after I had went back and commented to them was that I always feel it a little off-putting when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry, when I'm not expressing any sort of grief or remorse or disappointment. 
And they're like trying to insert their experience into my story, into my life. And and I spend a very, very long time learning how to observe other people before attempting to be appropriately supportive. Because my natural inclination to deal with things is not like most people's. And because my natural way of interacting is not appropriately gendered, I did a lot of watching and figuring shit out before I realized that it was a gendery thing. But I also did a lot of watching and figuring out that you don't just jump in and put your experience or your feelings on someone else's experience. Have you experienced enough social media to know that people do that all the time? Oh, yes. That's all everybody does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. If you say something on social media, you will get that. Yeah, all right. All right, then. <laughs> well, and see, that's an interesting topic is the gender approaches to the same things. Yeah, you notice they were only girls who said, I'm sorry for your loss. There were no guys. My my best man was like, oh, yeah, well, that's awkward. And then other guys are just like, oh, well, that'll be nice to go back home and see your family. Mm-hmm. And another friend said, oh, what are you going to sing? You know, they're like actually communicating about content. <laughs> information. Yeah, that that's your style. I, I understand because I found that very frustrating when I was dealing with a lot of dead people, that dead people year. Yeah, you because had the it, whole year of dead people. I would, I would My post would be, hey, this is what happened because I need to tell people who need to know yes. that there's a dead guy. And here's how I feel about it. My th- expression would be of a positive nature of the good things about my relationship with that person and how I enjoyed that I had a chance to have those interactions, and yeah, that was good. And then I would get a lot of condolences, 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 and that's not what I was looking for either. So I understand that reaction to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry for your loss. Well, <laughs> I think often though it's okay to correct people and say it's okay because I think it's fine. He was old and it was his time, and he had a long life, and I enjoyed part of that with him, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. And then they can go, oh, and deal with it themselves. It was that way at his wife's funeral when I was in high school, when my grandma passed. And we were all just, like the whole family, we're all kind of like this. None of us are appropriately gendered and we're all a little bit quirky. I believe you. Yeah, like we were all cracking up, just joking and smiling and being happy. And hey, it's good to see you and long time no see and family reunion time. I find it from my cultural perspective, slightly odd that funerals are your time to get together and (laughs) hang out and have a good time. I understand the celebration of someone's life, even if it's past, but but I just think it's still a little... Within the the culture of context of our overall culture. In Western culture, generally funerals are not the family get-togethers, but they are in our family who are... Family (laughs) get-together... Reminisce or party or something. I don't know. Uh, You'll find out next month. I guess I will when the thaw happens. (laughs) All right. So my gendery interactions are all effed up and socially awkward and you're just getting woman-splained. So the second part is new, Mm -hmm. right? The other part you The other part is just one more observation of the same. Well, I think what's interesting about it is, like you said, what would be expected from a guy? Mm Mm-hmm. 
And it's hard to say because you didn't have a bunch of guys. I don't have any good examples of that, any observations of it. But I was talking with my work wife about that type of thing. And she she was talking about how like something that was in the context of a woman did this thing and if a man did this thing. And I said, was interesting about it. It had to do with like labeling or something. Okay. Because I can't remember exactly. Because my response was... That I had recently seen a post on one of the social medias I, I participate in for older trans guys where a guy was talking about calling somebody a good man and then wondering to himself, well, no one really says she's a good woman. Mm-hmm. And why is that? And then he looked up a good woman and it, there was a lot of positive connotations to it mm-hmm. if you just like Google it or something. Right. But I said to her, was it because women are expected to already be good? And when we say he's a good man, we basically mean he's not an asshole. And I think her question had been along the lines of that type of thing. Like mm-hmm. When women do this and it's when men do this. culturally expected, whereas when men do it, it's right. considered a step up from their evolutionary uh, yes. nature. And she she thought that was really a curious thing to think about for a while because she's known a lot of asshats, so she she probably (laughs) dated too many of them. Yeah, well. Yeah. That happens when you date cis guys, especially upper middle class cis guys. Yes. Anyway. Perceptions around gender, gendery, culturey things. Were you worried about anybody's perceptions of you using the stalls at Gallifrey? I think as a trans guy, at least in my stage of the game, which is different for different people because it probably matters what age you transitioned and possibly how macho you already were. But I do sometimes wonder, but mostly I'm like at the point of wondering, will the, is there a stall available? If not, I'll just use a urinal, which I did a couple times. But I prefer to use the stall just because, and I know nobody cares what I'm doing in the bathroom. They don't. They really don't. It's easy to get self-conscious when you're first figuring it out, but nobody really gives a shit. No. Well, except when they're literally... I, I, I thought you might... Sorry. Uh, yeah, you just had to. I did. Your man brain. Sorry. The issue about the bathroom is typically when you're on the outside of it, and people are tripping on what bathroom you are allowed to go in. But once you're inside there, the men's room, they're not paying attention so much. Women's room is a different ball game, but the men's room, no. They are very intentionally not paying attention. In the women's room... Because I've had the experience in my former life. Everybody's all up in your business. It's just like the haircut thing the other night. Oh, yeah. And you're yeah. in there and I come out and then I'm like, what's happening? And then I would go ask, you know, somebody else like you or my work wife, something they were talking about. And I'm like, why are they talking to me about this now? Because, because there's, you're, there's something yeah. in the women's room that makes them say, hey, we can talk about everything now. There's no guys in here. Well, it's it's know. the reverse of the men talk to men about things, you know, whereas for men, it's like a power thing. Whereas for women, it's a social interaction and connection thing. You know, like women talk about nothing for the sake of connecting with the person they're talking to. Right. I don't purport to. Shaking yeah. No. <laughs> I know. I, I, I have observed, like I said, I've observed the phenomenon long enough to understand it cognitively. I don't have an affective understanding of it, but I cognitively grasp the concept. Okay. So I will amend my thing to say nobody cares and say nobody cares in the men's room. There you go. Is that it? That's it. Okay. <laughs>
We'd love to hear from you, so let us know what you think or what you want to hear about by emailing us at transpantastic at gmail.com or by commenting at our website, transpantastic.net. Don't forget to subscribe in Stitcher, iTunes, or your favorite podcatcher, and leave us reviews and star ratings. Disclaimer time. We are neither your doctor nor your mental health professional. We are here to discuss our own lives, so we take no responsibility for your decisions based on our discussions. If you are considering transition, please seek professional assistance. If you are considering parenting while transitioning, you definitely need professional assistance. All contents are distributed under a Creative Commons no-derivative license and may be shared freely in their entirety. Any alteration or less-than-complete reproduction requires permissions of the hosts. Thanks for listening! Well, I have a, a couple of things on my list still from our Autotron. <clears throat> I have a couple of things on our um, Let me try to talk <laughs> English with words. <laughs> that would generally be the way to do it. No, that's just how you do it. <laughs> things. Excuse me. Go ahead. Okay, not to catch it. <laughs> You're going to catch it. Go ahead. <laughs> Get it out of the way. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> go ahead and start talking. Yawning is contagious. It is. Um, <laughs> is that topic done? Shall we go to the next one? Or was there something else to be said about it? I don't know. I don't know either. Sorry. It's your list. I know, but that doesn't mean I know. <laughs> This more or not. I love you. So I lay down and go to bed and say, oh, wait, there was another thing. I should have said that. <laughs> that does happen. It does. It really does. I guess I need to make longer notes. You could give some bullet points after each topic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.